0: Hi listeners, it's Meredith here. I'm not going to be able to bring you another um, original episode this week. I am still in the process of moving. In fact, I'm in my house surrounded by boxes and very worried cats. (laughs) Um, Tomorrow, actually, when this episode comes out is when the removalists are coming and they're going to move me out of this house. And I'm going to be in an Airbnb for a little while until I can move into the new one. So that being the case, I'm bringing you another classic episode. Today, this is one of my favourites from season one with Mel Webb. And Mel plays great ukulele, but also other instruments. And I think you really enjoy that one. Now, I'm hoping that when I spend my two weeks in my Airbnb, I will have nothing else to do except make you another episode. But I'm not making any guarantees. But I will do my best to get you something original in two weeks. But in the meantime, enjoy this one. I wanted to play an instrument Cause musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found playing an instrument Is kinda hard I tried the harmonica But I really sucked I tried the guitar But my fingers couldn't do it I was ready to give up Then I saw a little instrument In the shop it didn't cost too much, so I gave it a shot. Now I play all the time, and my friends do too, and who knew? Ukulele is the new black. Yeah, it's the new black. Everybody's playing it. Cause it's the new black. Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper, and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why this little instrument has become so popular. In today's episode, I talk to Mal Webb. I was booked into a ukulele... (laughs) It's so hard to say. I was booked into a looping course, or as they call it, a looping course with Mal at the Ukulele Festival, which is the Newcastle Ukulele Festival in October, and I thought he'd be a fun guest, and I was not disappointed. Mal has an amazing energy and enthusiasm, and he's not your traditional ukulele player. He plays a heap of instruments and loves to make noises in interesting ways. A small apology, though. Some of the stuff he was doing with ukuleles probably needed some visuals to really make sense, but I think you'll still appreciate the amazing sounds he can make. Ukulele player, introduce yourself.
1: Well, hi, I'm Mal Webb.
0: Lovely to have you on the podcast, Mel. Glorious. Now we have only just met. Yeah. I know very little about you, but that's within the within next half hour I will know a lot more about
2: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm kind of a ukulelist by association kind of really.
0: Ukulelist, yeah. that is a good word.
1: Well, yeah, one does one's best. Yeah. Um because I play way too many instruments, so I play guitar as well, sorry about that.
0: Can can um, you play too many instruments?
1: Yeah. Because you've got to yeah. practice them all. And oh. so, like, he, me sitting here with your ukulele and going, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, great, this is lovely. But it uh, just makes me sure think, oh, I've got to practice ukulele Because, you, know, like, <laughs> you know, I've been doing lots of guitar playing lately. Fine.
0: And you are allowed to play guitar. I have had a lot of people on the podcast who play guitar as well as ukulele. Um, I, I, I don't judge.
1: No, I think be.
0: it's weird that you play such a giant ukulele because I haven't looked at guitars. I thought I could learn the guitar. And I look at them in the shop and I, they just freak me out because they're just so big. I too
2: big. Yeah. Too many strings. Yeah, Ridiculous.
0: yeah, they, yeah they, they scare lovely. me. Um, I feel like maybe I need to be a grown-up before yeah. I can do that. So, <laughs> so list your instruments for me.
1: I uh, play trumpet and trombone and guitar and bass, lots of different sorts of basses. Um, and piano and uh, harmonica, but badly. I played Chromatic harmonica really well. I also played thumb piano, which is like, uh, like African with bits of metal hanging off a piece of wood, huh. which is basically a, a ukulele as well, isn't it? Well, but, dumb you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, a slab of wood with bits of metal hanging off that you pluck with your thumbs. And so it's in case, and, uh, also called a Kalimba sometimes.
0: I'm going to have to Google a picture of that. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I haven't managed to visualize it, but I, I, I will do that. Hand. And I will put a link to one in the show notes yeah. so the listeners will know what I'm talking about. Are you as talking well. about yeah, Zimbabwean
1: thumb piano with the Mbira. But also, you know, I'll play whatever, um, thumb piano someone throws at me. But I've been playing that quite a lot lately, which is, yeah, love that instrument. But yeah, as I said, you know, like as soon as you start collecting instruments, it's, 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 it's dangerous. Cause then, you know, each new instrument you take up, you look at one of the other ones and go, you're going to get neglected, which is not good. <laughs> you know, no. you can't play favorites. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm afraid my chromatic harmonica is definitely being neglected at the moment. Poor little thing.
0: Harmonica is a
1: hard, hard instrument. <clears throat> it's a beast. Well, chromatic with the button. So you can play. Oh plat- yeah. Platen- and white nuts. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a real beast, but it's, it's great. And, and, you know. Uh, the little bits that I can do in it, I've got a, enough legs that people go ooh, and then they expect me to do beyond that. It's like no, nah, that's all I got. Yeah.
0: So, what was your first instrument?
1: Uh Drums when I was four.
0: Huh. That was the one you didn't mention then.
1: No, I don't play kit much now, and I, I, I'm not a good enough drummer to call myself a, um, a drummer anymore. I don't think, compared to the number of amazing drummers around the world. But uh, I used to be, yeah, used to be half decent hand percussionist, but um, but then. I was playing drum kit and then we moved from Melbourne to Canberra and around the corner from our house, uh, was, uh, the, the Farron's brothers. Uh, and, um, one of the Farron's brothers is a trombonist. And so I ended up being a trombonist and I was kicking and screaming into brassland because I, my brother was playing trumpet player and learned of Dave Farron's who was a trumpet player. Um, and, uh, and I was going, why am I playing this? I wanted to be a drummer. Damn it. And, and deep inside I wanted to be a bass player and it's like so the two instruments I wanted to play uh, ended up being a trombone and I was like what and I kind of complained to mum but she said no nah, it'd be great very useful instrument you can play bass lines on trombone it's like no you can't don't try to fool me <laughs> yeah, and
0: parents will do that they
1: you? will yeah. but the cool thing about playing trombone when you want to be a drummer is that it's all the technique when you play trombone it's all the technique you'd be need to be a uh, beatboxer
0: right
1: which is great yeah, so I ended up being a beatboxer by default because I was playing trombone, wanted to be a drummer, ended up just beatboxing, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so a lot of what I'm doing at this festival is being uh, a looper and a beatboxer yeah. and uh, and uh, giving ukulele players something to do with their face while they're playing ukulele,
0: yeah.
1: um, which is kind of fun, so you can go... Mm. <laughs> So we just scrum along gladly and, and uh, bust out a few beats. Um yeah, what was the thing I was saying? Oh yeah, you could you know. Uh um and you could go. So yeah, beatboxing with your mouth while you're humming through your nose, that and playing the ukulele at the same time.
0: That was amazing. It sounded like two or three instruments all coming
1: out of uh, your mouth at uh, once. <laughs> yeah, so it's all sorts of yeah. You know, so um,
2: which which is great, you
1: know, because you're always you've got this face free while you're playing ukulele, and it's like oh, all well, mates all well make use of it.
2: Yeah, I'm in so many different ways. Yeah.
0: So yeah. when did ukulele happen for
1: you? Um, quite early on, I, I, we yeah had ukuleles around the house um, when I was quite young. Which I think was kind of rare. They weren't, they only really took off later, but we, yeah, we just often had ukes lurking around. And I, so all my frettiness started off on uke and then I took up bass. So I, it was quite a light, late arrival to, um, uh, so that was to guitar. You- it's weird. So I, I did ukulele and bass before I did guitar and, uh, they seemed to combine that, combine the two really, rather nicely, like, but they're such a different beast. I, I don't like to compare. Um, yeah, and, and, yeah, the thing we have here, which, of course, the listener can't hear, but um, this um, here is looks just like a normal cheap, really cheap ukulele. It does but look – is, is it plastic? Uh, no. It it's, looks it's, plastic. It's, but it's plywood. Right. Um, but the cool thing about this is that it's got uh, – I put guitar strings on it, so nylon, the fat strings of a nylon string. Oh, wow. So it's, it's yeah. tuned as a viola. So it's viola
0: Sounds nothing like you would
1: expect, looking at it. And this is, yeah, for the listener, this is a soprano uke, so it's like a little uke, but with big, fat strings in it. So it's, you know, it's, it's heading into the land of the, you know, the plastic string ukulele basses, but it's just somewhere in between. And it's got it's got a little bit of oud, you know, Middle Eastern. Sort yeah. of thing going on with it. Yeah, lovely version of it. So it, you can play chords, but they're just a very different sound it's uh, mandolin uh, essentially mandolin chord shapes um, so very different sound to a normal ukulele tuning even though it's just a, a really cheap ukulele and I was strung with it and I had to you know, I put uh, what do you call these things? Chopsticks uh, <laughs> up the end to fix the tuning so oh. the intonation was all over so these cheap ukuleles the big thing with cheap, cheap ukuleles is to lower the nut, so uh, get a, a, a steak knife and cut, oh,
2: cut I see your, lovely, yeah, yeah, cut so
1: that's as low as that should be as low as possible. That'll yeah. yeah, help your intonation on a cheap uke. Um, but also, um, sometimes that won't fix the intonation, so you want that twelfth fret to be an octave, right.
0: and they most
1: of them aren't. On, Let's see how yours is going to. Well, I've
0: got, I've got lots of frets. A
1: little bit sharp. So your twelfth fret is just a little bit sharp.
0: I can't hear that, but I'll take your word for it.
1: But if you play the harmonic and then play the fret, it's a little bit sharp. Okay. Okay. So the idea, and, and uh, yeah, your nut can come down a little bit. So um, most of my life in ukulele land is fixing people's bad ukuleles. Um, like cheap ukuleles is just going, ah, oh, you can make it actually this a nicer instrument. And so putting a chopstick there. So in your case, you could probably just lower the up and it'll fix the intonation a little bit. But, um, <clears throat> so often in the case of a really cheap one like this, you could move the, you, you could get a compensating bridge. So that it has to move that way a little bit. That, that bridge has to move that way a little bit to put this in tune. But you can always just stick a, um, not a chopstick. What do you call these things? A skewer. So for the Oh it's a bamboo skewer. Yeah, yeah, a little bamboo skewer. Yeah, yeah. So you just put it in behind the bridge so it becomes the new bridge. Yep. And it means you can um but I've, I've known several people who've done the skewer thing. And and my my friend uh Andrew Clermont just said, Oh, just put a skewer all the way across. They always need it. And it's like why why do they always make cheap ukuleles so their intonation's always sharp? It's strange. Anyway, not that I'm obsessed with this or anything, but slightly. <laughs> So, as you can see, I've got quite a, an interesting angle on ukuleles. I, like, I don't do, I do play standard tuning a little bit, um, mm-hmm. although it's a different, yeah. But, um, I really like all the variations of it, because I love it, because it's small and it's portable and it's, it's such a friendly sound. Yeah. And and I've always liked the idea of a mandolin. Um, and Kylie, my partner, is a, a violin player and, and, and the idea of mandolins, but it's, it's all double course and it's just such a critical instrument. Whereas you pick up a ukulele and you feel you can do anything on it and not be judged. Like, whereas pick up a mandolin and you're immediately judged by the fact that it's a mandolin. I don't know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's something about the ukulele, it's very forgiving.
2: Yeah. There's something
1: about the sound of it, it's just like, oh, I'm your friend. Whereas mandolin, you pick it up and try, or violin, you pick it up and play it and it just goes, you're going to have to try harder than that. You're really not putting the effort in, mate. And, and whereas ukulele just says,
2: yeah, your best it's good enough for me.
1: And, and that's why, yeah. What I love about it. Um, but
0: someone once described to me a mandolin as a ukulele with pretensions.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. No, they're so full of themselves. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, so that's the, and, and anything you can do to muck, muck around with a ukulele to push it into different worlds, approaching that pretension world is kind of cool. I love it. But, um, yeah, and the other thing that I'm, um, uh, have been employed at this festival is, is how to, um, do other stuff with ukuleles that people don't often think about. And so the whole, So muting with the back of your hand, see so you there.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So you can get that real planky, which a lot of people don't play with. Like it's a very guitar-y thing to do, but um, getting that more Picasso thing. So um, because so many people just and just strum, you know, yep. and just play open notes. But as soon as you get into using a pick or using muting sounds and stuff, it means you can play a different role in a group. So if you got a you know a group of because they they do conglomerate ukulele players that's what they do. Um, as soon as you've got a a, a a a clump of ukulele players, What's a, the gr- a, a, a
0: strum, a, a, a strum, I call them strum. Brilliant.
1: Okay, not a gluff. <laughs> 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 Depends on who they are. <laughs> but yeah, but it's, it's as soon as everyone's playing, if everyone's playing the same thing, it's like, oh, come on, share the roles around. And so one of the things, my obsessions is, is hitting ukuleles in the nicest possible way. And so, um, it's got a hole in the middle of it, which is the sound hole, obviously. But if you put your hand over it, you can treat it like an urdu, which is an udu, sorry, not udu, an udu, which is a type of drum. Uh, and, and there's udu drums all over the world, which are basically a cavity with a hole that you can put your hand over to change the pitch. You can do the same with the ukulele. <laughs>
0: So just changing the
1: position of the hole. It's kind of fun, and your one is kind of cool because it's such a big big... It's kind of fun. You can do things like this. It's a bit clunky like this. Actually, I won't do it with yours because it's a bit brutal. Um, the, the, <laughs> yeah,
0: please don't break my No, no,
1: please. it's kind of possible. <laughs> but if you tuck it under your arm, this might require some photos online or whatever, but if you tuck it under your armpit, um, you, can, you can put your hand over the hole but so you get both hands to it. And,
0: and, all, and that sound listeners. that was with the cheap ukulele. That's yes. with who, the
1: cheap ukulele. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. And so just get, getting different angles on, on but again, with a, a group of people, it's like, oh, well, okay, I'll play percussion on mine for you. And, and there's so many different, you know, the, there's the using the whole basic thing then. Just slapping it in different ways so you get a more of a range out of it. So in a group of five people, them you've got someone strumming, you've got some people doing muted stuff, and you've got someone drumming it as well. Strumming, drumming, muting, and then you get a bit more of a tonal palette out of, uh, out of you which makes me very happy.
0: Mm. <laughs> so normally I ask people what kind of music you like to play. Um, I think with you, that's, that, that's a harder question.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have actually,
1: like, um, actually, I can play it on yours. I, I wrote a song called TLA, which is um, is is all, is all except the baritone. I've never actually played it on baritone. No, it's
0: not you. a baritone. I oh, know it's got it's a, it a yeah, it's really yeah logic,
1: but it's yeah. it's not a baritone. But I, my my mum took up ukulele when she was about sixty eight, and uh, she had been playing harmonica, but she got um, curly cell leukemia, oh, and uh, and, the and, and it affected. It affected her mouth and she couldn't play, so she went, Oh, I'll take up ukulele then. And she joined a ukulele group, and it's brilliant up in Canberra. Um, what are they called? They were the
0: uh, Ukulele Republic of Canberra.
1: De- oh, that must be a different one. That's, that that's who I was playing with. Today. Oh, really?
0: There are a lot of ukulele groups in Canberra, uh, I know them all.
1: <laughs> pretty much, almost at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I forgot the name of mum's name. Tugs. Yeah, she was with Tugs. Don't
0: they like playing the like the old 50s,
1: well, she got enough, she had enough of that after a while. She went, mm, uh, yeah, I get, you get enough of those songs, but she loved it and it was great. But when she first had the idea of you, I went, oh, oh gosh, I should write a song for her that is all just one finger ukulele chords. Yeah. And so this is my song. I'm, and Kai's giving me the lyrics because it's helpful. So as you can see, uh, the listener can't, but you can see the entire lyrics is three letter abbreviations or TLA. Yeah. Okay, so it's a TLA song. It's
0: funny, when you said TLA, I thought I wanted if
1: That's what he meant. There you go. So, uh, and a oh, and no fingers. I oh, just uh, yeah, so I do play a no finger chord for a moment here, goes.
2: TLA, TLA, VIP, TLC, AOK, GPS, SMS, PMS, D, ATN, NGO, Here we get the bridge, chime strings. P-O-W L-B-W W-W-W LBW, get fat Lol, cat, wav, ram, ram, dad, dos, TLA, TLA, LCD, DVD, TBA, SOS, VHS, VCR,
1: DOA, it's very sad. PhD, not a PhD, QED, BYO, UFO, ESP, OTT, PBC, VPL, OMG, you got the idea MSG, DDT, THC, LSD,
2: RIP, Bridge, POW, LBW, W, W, W,
1: get fat, boss, lol. Cabinet, Rembrandt Ram, Dead, DOS. You sing along if you want, guy.
2: TLA, TLA, DIY, MRI, POA, FAQ, CPU, OCD, ETA,
1: FYI, TMI, TBC, BRP, MIA. And the sing along goes, Oh, 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 here we go. Your nose. If you're very careful.
2: That
0: must have taken you a long time to get that list of TIs. That's
1: yeah, I are, mean, I just, it? yeah, it's quite a long list, and also to put them in an order that kind of made sense. It did, but kind of. Yeah. why well, <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm a step in <laughs> Ott, PVC VPL.
0: O-E-G, oh, yeah. come on! Yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. makes
1: a lot of yeah, sense. I'll that. <laughs> so <it certainly> does. <laughs> yeah, so I have written a couple of ukulele songs, and 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 uh, and, and also Kai has been playing the uh, the uh, what we call the viola le- viola lele, which is the viola tuned ukulele. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I've sadly been travelling, um, not with the ukulele of late, um, although. Kai and I are both in a band called Formidable Vegetable Sound System.
0: Oh man, that's a good name.
1: Which, unfortunately, he's decided to shorten it to just Formidable Vegetable, but I like the sound system myself. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. it's, uh, all songs about permaculture written by a guy who's a gorgeous ukulele player, um, called Char- Charlie McGee. Um, and, but it's all songs on ukulele, electro swing style, um, about permaculture. It's the 12 principles of permaculture. Um, and we've gone on to now do the ethics of permaculture and, and a whole bunch of other songs. And so kind are both uh, both in that band as well. So entertaining
0: and educational. Very.
1: And he's a brilliant ukulele player. it hurts my brain how good he is. Um So at one point you had to interview him. Yes. He's, he's, he's
0: a, where does he live? He lives in Perth
1: at the moment. Down it's not in convenient. Heaven. Not so convenient, <laughs> but he does come over this side of the country quite a lot. And uh, he's yeah he's a dude, great player, great songwriter, great singer. Um but yeah, Chalam again. But um, so we play in his band, and and so yeah, we're. we're uh, I'm I'm quite ukulele. As I said, I'm sort of like ukulele, ukuleleist by association. That uh, I hang around uke players and occasionally play uke a bit. But I'm not as Yuki as like I'm at a uke festival. Well, and, you are,
0: which and, is what that made you um, eligible to come on my podcast.
2: Exactly, <laughs> you're
0: doing a workshop at a ukulele festival, which exactly. I'm looking forward to going to. You know, oh, the looping
2: thing tomorrow? Yes, yeah, I'm doing that one tomorrow. I've yeah. actually got
0: a friend of mine who desperately wanted to come, um, oh, but okay. it's just a long way from Canberra. It is, and she a has a small child. Um, and I said, "Huh, I'm going." <laughs> so, yeah,
1: well, we've just <laughs> talked about a little bit about that. But it, as a, when you're doing looping, it's a bit like working with a youth group. If you just do the same thing over and over. You just end up with a wall of too many frequencies in the one area. And so with looping, you have to think of, oh, how can I vary my sound? How can, and with beatboxing as well, how can I vary my sound to make, paint a whole picture mm. rather than just a band <laughs> through the middle? You know, if you're just in brown, you just get a wall of brown. You end up with what? Who's that Mark Rothko, you know, a painter that just painted in one color? Um, but yeah. So as a looper, I try to, um, paint with as many media, medium, Media, media, yes, yeah. as many media as possible um, with my instruments, but also with my face, like to try to adapt my face as much as possible to open out the picture that you're painting as a looper. And I, I, I find people don't uh, so many often. I'll go and see people doing looping shows and stuff that I just, that, that they end up being quite stuck in one area of this the, the vision. I don't know. Like I'm flapping my hands in the air, listeners. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, but I, I think of um, – yeah, I think I'm, I'm very visual about the way I, I think of music. And, and so I really think of it as painting a picture, like frequency up and down the, the screen and, and, and stereo spectrum sideways, but sometimes as a sweeping – Time going across the screen sort of thing, you know. That's interesting. But, I, I yeah. think of it
0: as sculpting with sound. It's totally. To look at it. So yeah, still, yeah, still, uh, yeah, still visual. <clears throat> I think particularly when you start, not this podcast so much, but there's another podcast, which I am working on listeners, which will okay. have a lot more depth to it. Um, well, audio speaking. Sure. And just that sort of layering sounds and things on top of each other. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the best fun.
1: It's great it. fun. And it's also challenging because like looping, you make a mistake, you get it thrown in your face immediately. And and and, But also you become very aware of the sounds you're making because you immediately hear them play back at you. So, like, looping's like sticking a mirror in front of you. Uh, And it's a really critical mirror. It does just what you give it, put it in, comes straight back. So it's like a very true mirror, which is great in terms of you honing your sounds, honing your playing, your rhythm and stuff, because you think, oh, I can play in time. And you go, and you do the buttons, and then you hear it back and go, I can't play in time. Wow. Okay. And, and it's been that, yeah, you know, in all my instruments, like looping's been fantastic because I'll feel perfectly fine about my playing and then I'll go to record it and go, no, that's not actually right. <laughs> so yeah.
0: I know that will be the case for me. I can guarantee it <laughs> because yeah, I'm not that good at keeping. And I think it might be a way of helping me to, mm, to improve that. Ah, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, and, and it's also like uh, a do-it-yourself metronome. Because as soon as you put that first loop down, it's that's the timing and that's what you got to play with, and and so everything you do has to be in time with that. So it's it's your own being your own metronome. It's yeah. kind of cool, but uh, but again, kind of challenging. People go, oh, you know, if you see someone who's good at it, yeah, that doesn't look too hard. And then you go, it's like any instrument, but
2: looping is an
1: instrument, and uh, and you have to treat it like that. and You have to practice it. Uh, if you're doing it with your feet, if you're doing the buttons with your feet, you have to practice doing the buttons in time and all that sort of thing. It's it's uh, fun. Um I love it. Excellent. It's like a thing. But it's it's fun. Uh, it, uh, that's right. Yeah, the whole visualizing sound thing. Mm. Um, a little. I, I, me and Kai are actually um, doing a. Uh, I keep, for the listener who's forgotten, my, my partner Kai is asleep on the floor over here. And she, um, <laughs> I think
0: she's just taking it.
1: He's <laughs> a fabulous violinist. Um and we're working on a show at the moment, which is all the physics. And we did it at Questacon. Oh, as, nice. a, as a little tryout, you know, just gonna work, you because know, the guy who gave me the idea for it <laughs> is like one of the main guys at Questacon. And so we thought we'd perform it for him just to, pull it up it. But it's all about the physics and maths of music. Um, and that goes in a lot into a lot of the way that you visualize music as well. And, and that's, yeah, that's again really informed my, um, looping as well as just the way I, and I love the way everyone else visualizes music. So I've got my own pictures of sound in my head and then you'll meet someone who's got perfect picture or whatever and the way they'll see different notes as different colors and stuff. I haven't got that at all. Oh wow. Yeah. It's nuts.
0: That is nuts. Yeah. That would be useful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, it's just different. It mm. is useful because you can just pick notes out of the air, and like Jacob Collier and people like that who can just go, "Oh, that's an F." And I don't know what an F is until someone gives me an F and they go, "Oh, that's an F," which it's good in both ways, I think, because then you put your focus wherever. Yeah, you can put your focus wherever. Your was what? that an F? I, I think that's a. That's a, it's a. I wonder if it was actually. Ah, really? It was a um, G. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that was, but
1: it's uh, some sort of boaty yeah. Oh boating noise. Because there's yes. boating stuff going we on. We are there,
0: not too far from the
1: boating like docks. That's uh, spaces
0: where boats go. Excellent tugboats
1: out there. <laughs> So yeah, that, 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 that's been another thing that um, has uh, obsessed me for ages. The whole like you know the ups and down, what you call up and down in music, like pitch and volume and tempo and things. They all get told up and down, and everyone gets confused about them. Have you thought about that? It's kind of fun.
0: Pitch up and down is obvious. But yeah. Volume. Not you know, high so volume,
1: much. low volume. Mm. High tempo, low tempo, and uh, high tone quality, like so. They're all, and also high texture, low texture, high energy, low, you know, all these highs and lows kind of get mixed up in music and, and which is great, you know, and, and just the way, the way you build, uh, and, and make, uh, the journey through a bit of music, um, exciting, like tension and release within the music. You're using all those different ups and downs in music. To you know, you can you can go from a low volume to a high volume, and it's like, oh, there we go, or from you know key changes or melodic shape and all those things that that make the path through the music exciting. As you can see, I'm slightly obsessed with it.
0: That's that's a good thing to be <laughs> obsessed with. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you my, my final question. Okay. I'm not sure what your answer is going to be to this one, which mm. is how has ukulele changed your life?
1: Um, it's it's made uh me feel less yeah as i said before it's a very friendly instrument it's uh, very inviting to a lot of people and it's made me excited that um as uh, a teaching thing for a way for people to get into music um that's so immediate so exciting straight off um because it is such a one easy to relatively easy to play but also a forgiving sound it just makes a sound. That you just make it. And what's that thing out of Peanuts books? Um, I remember, um, uh, Linus. You know, Peanuts books, Charlie yeah, Brown yeah. books. Yeah. And Linus said, uh, um, he said, He said, "That's right." He said, "Oh, imagine being born. You know, imagine being born and you come into the world and it's so scary and there's all these noises and stuff going on. It'd be so freaky. Being a baby, so like no wonder they cry all the time." I think. As soon as a baby is born, they should be immediately handed a ukulele.
2: <laughs> it's just, it's
0: like, oh, for so many reasons, I totally agree with that. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. The, so, So that's, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll try to find that cartoon. and, and That it would too. be
0: fantastic. <laughs> that was back in the
1: 60s. You wrote that, drew that one, so he was way ahead of his time.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, no it's worries. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Excellent. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow grand. The day after our chat, I went to his looping workshop. It was great fun. In the second half, we made a loop using ukuleles and voice. Stick around after the credits and you'll hear what we made. I've edited it down to about seven minutes, so it wasn't quite as effortless as it sounds. I think it took about 25 minutes to actually do, but it still wasn't as hard as I would have thought. If you ever get a chance to do one of Mel's workshops, I highly recommend it. Ukulele's New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper and I also wrote and performed the theme tune. Graphic Design is by Seb Carrero. Episodes are released every second Monday, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Want to support the show? Please subscribe and go to the website, ukuleleisthenewblack.com, to donate via PayPal or to buy merch. It's almost the end of 2018, and this is the final episode of Season 1. I will be back with Season 2 in February next year, But in the meantime, don't worry, I will be putting a few bonus episodes in the feed, so you won't have to go without your ukulele podcast fix entirely. Thank you so much to all my guests this year for taking the time to talk to me. I could not have done it without you. And of course, to all my listeners for supporting the show. Have a fantastic holiday season, and I look forward to bringing you all some more ukulele love next year. Bye. Okay, just
2: play what you like. Play anything? Yeah, play it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I like that note too, that's good. Uh... uh... Oh, you've got the change that. Now, the, the thing about looping we'll, we'll do... One at a time. No, 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 that's good. Yeah. Do that, but do your change sooner. Dunga, yeah, just so we don't have too long a loop. Because that's the thing, when you're looping, start with short loops, because otherwise you get frustrated because you spend your life waiting for the end of the loop to come around. So start short, okay, okay, you start up, and I'll start, I'll do the recording. That's good. Yeah. Check it. Beautiful. <laughs> try to get to the back. Yeah, I like it. Now, because she's strumming the hell out of it, no offense, let me work. And so I'm going to stop. i haven't to no. oh. um, we'll go back up and have a good check. It's Can you play really softly? We'll close my head. Really softly. Okay, here we go. So, um, do it. I'll, I'll do it a few times. Right. I think it needs one more part. Can someone take the risk and see if they can do a, a ukulele drumming part? Uh, like a talking drum, as in. Okay. Put the body against your guts. Ah, yeah. So let's, let's hear this rhythm. What was it? nuts rhythm? Really what was this? Is. Blue, this okay. okay, it's is where you can hear all the parts nice and clearly and they've become their own identity, yet, yeah? But there's still room up here, and room down here. So we've got we've got this, it's like low mid, and that's nice you know, kind of a nice low mid sort of thing. But we haven't got subs, we haven't got real high Because even all these strummy parts, like this. That's pretty high, but it's not as high as So, I need some. I know this is a big thing to ask, but anyone who's willing, you go. What? Or you can just go. Do you want to give it a go? Yeah. <laughs> Grab the mic and put your hand over it, and you can spit on your own hand. That's it. I, mean. I can't go as low as you can. So, So, the idea is So, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really <laughs> awesome. Okay. Okay, you ready? One, two, two, one, two, one.